0: Welcome to Grace Unscripted. I am your host, Audrey Wallace, and today I had the joy of talking to Zoe Jamison, soon to be Zoe O'Sunny, and we got to talk through some journeys of grief, some journeys of the joy of being married soon, and you may know her from being on stage here at Grace as one of our worship leaders, but I think you're really going to enjoy her story as we dig in here with Grace Unscripted. All right, welcome Zoe to Grace Unscripted. So glad
1: you're here. Yeah, thanks. It's it's fun to be here. Fun to chat with you. Yeah, and just get to know each other a little bit. So.
0: Literally. So for those listening, <laughs> Zoe and I don't know each other.
1: <laughs> we just met.
0: I'd say at Grace Church that is a phenomenon because Zoe is intertwined into the fabric of staff and church and on stage. And I have been here like more than a dozen years right. and in all kinds of various roles. But our paths have never crossed.
1: I hear your name all the time. <laughs> And I like hear people talk about you all the time, but like we've just never sat down. So
0: the world gets to hear what it's like for Zoe and Audrey to get to know one another. (laughs) 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 But today is really about your story. So I get the pleasure of just asking you a bunch of questions and really understanding your journey better because we just want to know the people of Grace. So it's unscripted. Let's go. Love (laughs) it. Love it. Here we go. Um, So Zoe, let's wind back. I don't think you're from Akron. Is that true?
1: That's correct. Okay,
0: we're going to play a little game here. Like, I'm going to make guesses about you <laughs> that I know just from, like, the periphery, and mm-hmm. we'll see. Fact or fiction. Okay, so um, where are you from?
1: Yeah, so originally I was born in Maine in a very small town in northern Maine. Lots of snow. Basically Canada. Um, and so, yeah, I'm from from Maine. I lived there till I was about seven, moved to... New Hampshire, and then I like spent the rest of my life in New Hampshire um, until I went to college. Okay. And so when I was uh, 17, I guess graduated from high school and decided to go to Cedarville, and so I did my undergrad at Cedarville, which is what brought me to Ohio. Okay. Yeah. And when you jumped,
0: where is Cedarville? Uh, it's in like the Dayton area. Okay, so that is in Ohio, mm-hmm. and then from there, um, was. Grace part of your education experience? Uh, What's the journey that took you up north from Dayton to Akron?
1: (laughs) Yeah, so um, when I was young, I wanted to be um, in full-time ministry. Like, I felt like the Lord was really leading me to do that. Um, Okay, yeah. And so, um, sorry, there's like noise out there that I was like, wait, should we stop? We good here?
0: Okay, Okay, let's keep keep rolling. (laughs) If you guys hear a drill, it's Christmas season and Grace Church is preparing. (laughs) Zoe, carry on. All right, I'll keep going.
1: Yeah, so when I was young, I um, uh, went to lots of summer camps, was involved with the church. Um, By the way, like the northeast part of the country, like the New England states, are considered an unreached people group. Whoa. Um, Less than 2% of the population attends any church, let alone like a Bible-believing church. I did not know that. And so it's a very like spiritually difficult place to survive um, in your faith and uh, finding community and things like that. But my... Parents were very active in the church, and um, I grew up going to church and um, being involved with different ministries that came up. And so I'm really thankful for that. I'm the only one of my siblings that had that experience growing up, Mm -hmm. which is kind of cool. And so, yeah, from a young age, I wanted to um, be in ministry somehow. I didn't know what that meant or, like, what that looked like. But I really felt like the Lord was leading me there. And um, as I grew older and, like, doors kept opening for me, With different ministry opportunities, it kind of narrowed that a little bit. I got to lead worship for my church um, a lot. I got to lead worship out of school. How
0: old were you when Um, you were
1: doing that? So when I was like Fifteen, the wow. worship pastor left, and they needed people to like help out. And so I like led worship for a church of like three hundred wow. people for a while. <laughs> That's incredible. Um, I'm sure it was horrible. Like I'm sure it did not sound very. Right. <laughs> All right. If we have
0: if we have video footage of this, can we there please are,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> put it in the comments below?
1: <laughs> yeah, you'll see. But um, but I tried, and I learned a lot, and um, was just involved. Uh, that way, I went. I ended up going to a Christian school my last two years of high school, and got involved with their worship stuff there. And the guy leading that really took the time to invest into us and me, and I got to lead a lot in those environments. I got to lead worship in Honduras um, on a missions trip in high school. And so there's just like these kind of big moments where I got opportunities to lead and people kept Mm -hmm. giving me those. Mm -hmm. So then I was making the decision to go to school and to do ministry. I was like, well, this makes sense for me to do the worship thing. So that's why I started looking for schools. That had a pretty well developed worship program Cedarville was one of those I also knew some people that had gone there so that helped and so I ended up going there and in uh, my journey there I like um as I got into the worship thing I liked it um, but one of the things I learned I loved more was leading worship is often you are leading people from a distance there's often a stage mm-hmm. there's also often like some sort of disconnect right, right? and with a stage comes a pedestal in a form yeah yeah, and like that's fine, and I love worship leading, um, but I also love being in the trenches, like in the weeds, with people, and so that's I actually added like the youth ministry and uh, Christian education degree, so I majored in three things while I was there, and um, all in four years. Yeah. Oh, well yeah. done. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have any friends. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, no, but um. But yeah, so I was really busy and loved it. I loved my time there, and I grew a lot. I didn't grow up in a church like Grace that was big and had lots of opportunities, so I needed to go to a school mm-hmm. where I could experience biblical community, where I could learn the best practices, theology, things like that. Um, so Cedar Cedarville was a great choice for me mm. as far as that goes. And then um, my senior year of college, I was supposed to do an internship my second semester, And um, with this guy, he was a worship leader. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Sovereign Grace music, but um, he was involved with them pretty heavily. So I was going to do an internship with him in Daytona Beach, Florida.
0: Oh, that sounds better than Akron.
1: Right? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So I packed up all my stuff and was moving um, back to New Hampshire for Christmas break um, before I would do the internship in the spring. And on my drive home, my mom called me and – Told me that my dad had had a massive stroke, and oh, so um, early earlier that morning, and um, it was severe. And the hospitals in New Hampshire weren't as big as they needed to be for what was going on, and so they airlifted him to um, Boston. Wow! And so I like rerouted myself mm-hmm. home from college. I went to Boston instead of home, and uh, we stayed there for. Um, like a week or so I guess and there's a lot of things that went on a lot of decisions that were made and um, surgeries and ICUs and doctors and a living will and wow (laughs) sounds like a roller coaster of emotion and and experience crazy and um, yeah so like we just were in the weeds of communicating with our family and trying talking to doctors talking to our pastors talking to Um, friends and family just trying to figure out what to do because my dad um, would never fully really recover Mm -hmm. um, from that. And he was a logger. He owned his own business. He was like tough guy. A
0: logger from northern Maine. Maine? (laughs) Yeah, I'm getting a picture. Flannel, (laughs) the whole nine
1: yards. He cut trees down. He smelled like pine trees all the time. The strongest man in the world for you, I'm sure. For sure. And provider of our family, Mm -hmm. the whole thing. And so... Um, he didn't want to... We knew, like, he wouldn't want to live the rest of his life kind of not being able to speak or Mm -hmm. communicate or eat on his own or Mm -hmm. things like that. So, And that was in his living will. And, yeah, so we made a decision to um, take him off Mm -hmm. life support. And about a week later, it was actually two days before Christmas, um, that he actually passed away. So that's... Anniversaries is coming up. up. But, yeah. um, So that was really, really hard and a really challenging season for my family and for me and um, my mom and I. Mm. All my siblings are older, so I was kind of the last one mm-hmm. to leave the nest, so to speak. And um, yeah, it was hard. It was a hard decision about what to do next, about do I all of a sudden turn around and go to Florida mm-hmm. with people I don't know?
0: Right. You needed do to I... be in more of an incubate. you know, some mm-hmm. kind of a, a safe space in yeah. that time of healing and mourning and journeying through what that was going to look like.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And so, or do I stay? Do I go back to school? Mm-hmm. I don't know. And um, I only had one semester left, and one of the professors at the school, like, found an internship for me, like, close to Cedarville, um, with a worship pastor he knew and trusted. And and so we decided I would go back to school, to Cedarville, and to do that internship just to, like, get done with my degree. And then that was good. That um, was hard to leave my mom mm. like that, um, and to go back to school. But it was good, and I did some grief counseling there. Mm-hmm. And actually, that counselor I still talk to, mm. <laughs> um, which is really cool. Yeah, we've had a long, long journey together. Which Probably been...
0: little angels like that, you know, placed yeah. along your way to really support you. And
1: yeah, so I graduated um, in twenty sixteen. Uh, with uh, worship, youth ministry, Christian ed degree, and had no idea what to do with my life. So I went home to be with my mom and figure it out. And so I kind of had this gap year after college. I uh, went home. I ended up teaching fourth grade uh, for most of the year at the Christian school I graduated from. Wow. I worked in a coffee shop. I worked in a <laughs> farm. I... Got to coach basketball at that school. <laughs> okay. I did a bunch of random stuff. And <laughs> Are you? Is basketball um, your thing? I is do. I there? I like basketball a lot. I didn't really like after high school. I didn't really yeah. play competitively, but I still like to like do pickup and
0: okay.
1: So yeah, I so like all basketball the puzzle a lot. pieces coming together. Got mm-hmm. it. Yep. Yeah. And so, um, so yeah. And then uh, one of my professors, um, he had really encouraged me to um, do. Seminary while I was in school and that was like kind of off the table when my dad passed away I just mm-hmm. was like there's no way I can figure this out mm-hmm. and his son actually had started working at the Medina East Campus Oh, interesting uh-huh and so he told me he was like hey you know my son started working there this is the program this is what it looks like you should look into it because he knew I was looking for work and trying to figure out what to do next and so I like filled out an application. Uh, for the residency program mm-hmm. and um, went through the interview process. And the church, as time went on, the church actually flew me out to wow. Ohio to do like a weekend long interview and with everybody, which was a blast. Um, a little scary. Was, I'm just, like <laughs> trying to imagine a weekend long interview with our staff. <laughs> It was it was a lot of fun, and it was a little scary. Like, the end of it was, like, sit in a room with 20 pastors, and they get to ask you whatever mm-hmm. you want. And But yeah. Um, anyway, I guess they liked me, and so mm-hmm. I got hired. I, start, I had to finish the school year, so I started July of 2017 here at Grace as a resident in the worship and creative arts world and student ministry world. It was kind of a dual residency. My first week on the job was Momentum. Oh, so wow. I, like Fire. Yeah. Right away. Went in, went to Momentum <laughs> with a bunch of high schoolers I didn't know and spent the week with them and jumped in. Right. Now, do you get to give that joy to others
0: now? Like, <laughs> are there others coming underneath you? You're like, hey, guys, we have got a great plan. Let's start them in July. <laughs> Trust me.
1: Sometimes we do that. Yeah. Sometimes we do that. But um but yeah.
0: <laughs> so you're from, you're in New Hampshire. You've gone to school near Dayton, and now this Akron thing comes up. So you're bouncing all around. Yeah. And you've settled in here in Akron in 2017. You're, I'm guessing, early 20s at this point. Mm-hmm. And once again, um, looking for community, looking for your family's not here, the people Mm -hmm. from college, the people from high school. So you're starting, again, in Akron. Mm -hmm. I don't know who you are, but I see this, like, beautiful woman on stage (laughs) singing like an angel. So, you know, (laughs) I instantly like you. But there's a whole, you know, whole big church here, which feels like, oh, that should be natural. That should be a (laughs) room full of friends, right? Was it like that for you? Did you come here and just
1: Uh. hop into community? (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not not like that, you know. I, I was struggling to find community when I came here, um, just like jumping in. I kind of had the staff a little bit, but even then we're still getting to know each other and mm-hmm. we're not like friends yet, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I'm 23 when I first start working here, and so I feel like a little bit, I'm like post-college, mm-hmm. but I, I'm not married, I don't have kids, mm-hmm. so I'm kind of in this weird space, this right. weird in-between space. Um, I'm doing a master's degree, so I'm busy. Yeah, I don't have a ton of extra time to do. You're not
0: like chugging Mountain Dew with the college ministry, <laughs> but you're not changing diapers with the life group ministry. Right. You're way too busy to find anything in the middle. Yeah. So that's really interesting. Yeah. And I think something that like the whole church is looking at, so what what did you do? How did you find
1: that community? Yeah, to be honest, it took a while. It took me probably like, I don't know, somewhere between two and three years to like figure this out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't know if there's anyone listening that's in that boat, like mm-hmm. you need to give that some time mm-hmm. and don't get so discouraged and just give up on it mm-hmm. right away because it took me some time mm-hmm. um, because um, yeah, like I, I I visited a few life groups mm-hmm. um, to try to see like maybe this is my vibe and um, that took a while to like figure that out. Um, but I did end up finding a life group um, and found friends there and we were all in kind of a similar season um, of life and um, it was great and so but even then like the first I don't know a handful of weeks going there was like forcing myself to yep. go because I like don't know these people and <laughs> they all know each other real well they know each other and <laughs> I constant am, battle I'm around people all the time Right. So mm-hmm. just transparent here is that like when you work for the church, like you do spend a lot of time with people talking with people. And in my free time, do I want to go spend more time <laughs> with people? No, I really don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'm kind of naturally an introvert. OK. And um, but like I knew that like I was lonely and and I was still grieving, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And so I knew like I needed that and I needed a place where I could go and just be and make friends and I was able to do that. And I'm very thankful for the group that I did find Mm -hmm. and for their patience with me and getting to know me. So yeah. So
0: then with Life Group, you know, life groups can be seasonal as well, and sometimes they come and go and they merge and they birth and, and all those fun things. Has your journey with life group been one that you found places to serve together and you're going on trips together and things like mm-hmm. that, missions to, or you know, service
1: projects? I think it's... It's um some of that a little bit we do things. It's been a lot of like oh I'm moving. They're going to help me move. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're Classic doing- life group right. action right there. Get those moving gloves ready if you join in a life group, folks. I have moved I think five times yeah. since I've lived here. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> we have a limit in our house. Like we will move never once in the same never twice in the same year is our rule in our house. So just note
1: that. <laughs> yeah. So um, just a lot of like the little life stuff like that. Going out to dinner going to shows, going to, mm-hmm. hanging out outside a group meeting. Um, we meet on Thursdays and just talk about the Bible and what's mm-hmm. going on. And and when I first started, I kind of told the leaders, I was like, I just need to like, I, I don't feel like I can contribute much to mm-hmm. this. I honestly need to like receive a little bit because mm-hmm. I'm a little overwhelmed. And they were like cool with that. Mm-hmm. And they, I think that was cool for them to be a space for someone on the staff to like have a refuge in. Well, and I
0: imagine being on staff and being in a life group is imagine the life group leader and I've been a life group leader so I can imagine if somebody's like hi I'm a senior director of <laughs> Jesus and I'm coming to sit in your living Jesus. room to be led by you I would be like hmm, here's the microphone I'm gonna go sit down so there's probably an element of that too like mm-hmm. trying to level set for you to, to humbly say like I just want to sit and receive mm-hmm. and then to help raise them up as well and yeah. then to eventually settle into a, a good rhythm of the given the given take but
1: and that has come you know i think um i'm in the, the dylan life group with um, sean and Chris. lead that and sean and i have had a handful of conversations about that of like um of my expertise i mm-hmm. guess adding to the life group but also like he very much leads that group mm-hmm. and like i and he has spiritual authority with those people and over me too mm-hmm. and like i want to respect that and like, I wanna encourage that and I wanna be a part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think we've found like kind of a cool balance there um, with him, and, and I think the group knows that, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool.
0: Yeah, yeah, that sounds awesome. You sound like a wonderful life group member. Um, okay, so we've been, we've come to Akron, we're, at, we're on our Zoe journey here. And you've talked about finding community. And I feel like based on what you're twiddling on your finger (laughs) right now, um, there's another layer to your story that's coming
1: up here as well. (laughs) Yeah. So um, actually today is exactly 30 days from my wedding. So I am engaged. Yes. And um, so this guy, his name is David. And um, yeah, our wedding is December 29th. That so, is a
0: beautiful day to get married.
1: Coming up so soon, right <laughs> after Christmas, and I'm so excited. Are you going to wear, like, a muff and a
0: shawl made out of fur?
1: That's the plan. I do want, like, a little shawl mm-hmm. fur yeah. thing.
0: Yeah. Make that happen. Sorry, spoiler alert for anybody who's going to be there, <laughs> but there must be fur at a, G- a December At, a, like, a Christmas wedding. wedding. Of mm-hmm. course. Yes. Of so course. is that going to be here in Akron?
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, wonderful. So your family will be coming here? Yes. His family is coming. His family is from California kind of right now he's nigerian okay and so originally he's from nigeria but his family lives in california my family lives a lot in the east coast area so we're kind of meeting in the middle and um he uh he has lived here since 2017 as well wow. actually we moved here the same year didn't know that okay so that was kind of fun what brought him here uh school mostly he went he went to akron U for um for a law degree so from California,
0: Akron University, just him here. <laughs> I guess so. <drum> no. <laughs> I, I, no, no. okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to say like their soccer team that won the national championship or something like that, but the
1: law degree at Akron University. Got it. There you go. I don't know. The promo for them, I guess. Yeah. I don't know.
0: Or it could be uh, the spirit of God who knew that he was your soulmate mm-hmm. and brought him here for you. Let's go with that. Maybe that. That's better. <laughs> <laughs> so he comes in 2017 yeah. for law degree. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he's already post-grad yes. as well doing. Yeah. Uh, some additional school work okay
1: yep he's actually still in school but he is um he's a lawyer and right now he's doing immigration law and Hmm. um which is cool um and he is serving here at grace he's been coming to grace with me for a while now and he's leading a a sixth grade boys life group and um, wow i've been investing into his life group so we're we're kind of figuring out even the like the dynamic of he goes to the chapel, I go to I work at Grace. Whoa, and, okay. And our families and friends and spiritual communities combining and what does that look like? Mm-hmm. And it's and like the Brady stuff. bunch of churches. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> you got your side, he's got his, so we'll yeah. make it a happy family. Yeah. <laughs> so it's been a journey, um, but yeah, I think what was it? Maybe a year and a half, two years ago or so. My friend, my best friend. Um, It was right after Christmas. She was like, you know, I think I'm going to try the online dating thing, and I think you should too. Okay. And I was like, oh, gosh. I don't know about this. Um, But, like, I guess I was (laughs) – it's funny. I think about this now. Right before that, I had, like, recently kind of had a conversation with the Lord that was like, okay, I, I really want to follow you. I want to say yes to the things that you're putting into my life. And so, Lord, like, I'm just in this season where the things that you bring up, I'm just going to try to say yes to. Okay. And, like, shortly after that conversation, she was like, you should try online dating. I'm like, like, get up behind me, <laughs> Satan. <laughs> I'm like, what is this? Is God in online dating? What? <laughs> I don't know. Was he? I, I can't wait to hear. <laughs> I don't. I mean, maybe. I guess so. But, yeah, so that was a whole experience. And, um Just, like, learning – it was a good process. Like, you really have to be honest with yourself about who you are and have to um, learn how to see people differently, too. Like, I feel like online dating can easily become this, like, I don't know, swipe, swipe, nope, 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 nope. Surface Surface level level to the max. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so it was like, well, how do you do that as a Christ follower – who's genuine about their faith. Who like literally wants wants to to see your soul. Yeah. And who wants to treat people with honor and respect Mm -hmm. and, but also not get taken advantage of and not hang out with a bunch of creepy people. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Like that, that's all in the mix. Mm -hmm. And so I did a, um, I listened to this podcast. It's called the heart of dating and a super helpful resource for me as I navigate a lot of those questions, but just trying to, trying to be open trying to ask good questions, um, and get to know people and not take things too fast, too quick. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that, that was a really interesting experience. Um, I went on dates with different people and, (laughs) um, just, I tried to figure that out and I had never really dated before. I didn't date in high school. I didn't date in college. Um, Wow. Never, I didn't date when I first came here. Wow. <laughs> so I was learning. I, maybe, maybe I was kind of behind in that area. I don't know. Everyone's story is different. But I, I needed to learn, like, how to do it, I guess, and mm-hmm. just, like, what what I even wanted in mm-hmm. somebody.
0: Yeah, what is the intention in, yeah. your, in it as well, yeah.
1: Yeah, and I think as I kind of went through that process, the things that I kind of narrowed down were, like, okay, someone who's clearly – genuine about their faith someone who is full of integrity and honor and and when you meet them it's obvious that that's true and Mm -hmm. um, those kind of like higher things were were more important to me than the little things about people get caught up on looks or on height Mm -hmm. or on job or on Mm -hmm. whatever (laughs) and I think for me it was like I want to find somebody who is who is like their heart and their integrity mm-hmm. and their character.
0: How does that come across in an app, though? Right. Wow, I bet that was a journey. Um, just thinking about, like, from what my friends have told me, there's this, like, box you can check that says Christian. Yeah. And that should help you. <laughs> but it sounds like that's not a helpful <laughs> box. It's checked. It's more of like a I'm not Jewish or Buddhist mm-hmm. or any of those things, so this is the, that box. But it's it's mm-hmm. a hard a hard. Um, yeah things unknown fog to navigate
1: (laughs) yeah and I think you have to read between the lines a little bit when you're like reading through profiles but honestly at the end of the day I think it's better to like have a conversation with somebody sooner Mm -hmm. rather than just like texting or something you really get to know who they are a lot faster that way Mm -hmm. um so that's kind of how I tried to do things was just like push towards a conversation or an Mm in-person meeting and just try to and I, I made mistakes along the way with that or, like, was naive to things through that or um, I didn't do that perfectly, mm-hmm. but um, I did end up meeting David on All online. Right. All right. So okay. I guess it kind of worked. <laughs> it did. Yes. <laughs> we met online and, um, yeah, we started talking. How ta- long ago did you meet? Um, not that long ago. Seven months
0: I need to know all about this then. So you met seven months ago and your wedding's in 30 days. Yeah. Okay, you got to look in your eye right now. <laughs> so, yeah. um, and his, yeah. he's from Nigeria originally, or his family is. His parents are in California. Mm-hmm. He's in Ohio. And everybody's like, let's do this. Mm. Is, this, this is This is amazing. So how did mm-hmm. you, um, so I heard you say, like going beneath the surface, going deep in mm-hmm. into that and you like to do that up front and mm-hmm. quickly so you're able to you know mm-hmm. <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> to make those kinds of decisions so it seems like he passed those exams I guess and so. um but what what was like the the thing that helped you to feel that confidence with that kind of a timeline
1: yeah i think i mean he's 33 i'm 28 um And both of us kind of were going into the dating world um, not wanting to, like, waste a ton of time, Mm -hmm. um, knowing kind of generally what we wanted in somebody. And so we were able to ask each other those questions pretty quickly. Um, We were able to, like, talk about real things, to talk about our faith, to talk about our core values, Mm -hmm. to talk about um, our vision for the future, things like that Mm -hmm. um, up front. And... I don't know. I don't think it takes too long when you are constantly communicating with somebody to figure out like the type of person they are. Mm-hmm. And so at first I was like, "Oh, okay. That's interesting. Let me let me know more." I, I'll be honest, the Nigerian thing freaked me out. <laughs> like <laughs> That's a that's barrier to right? learn, learn more and something to be curious to, about. To learn about, to be curious about, and mm-hmm. asking myself, do I want to go through the process of mm-hmm. like figuring this out with him? Mm-hmm. Um, it's a different culture. It's a different language sometimes. And mm-hmm. um, there's just a communication barrier sometimes. There's mm-hmm. um, just all these cultural things. <laughs> um, um, but the thing I guess I kept coming back to was like, I don't think I've ever met somebody who loves the Lord and is like completely, um, on board with like, how do I say this? I guess he like, he trusts God so much mm. that like, there's this, this like strength and this confidence in his trust in the Lord that I'm like, I don't have that. And I'm supposed to be like a professional Christian who works at a church. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I have fear about that or I have anxiety about this. And I'm not sure that I actually trust God about this sometimes. And he mm-hmm. is so confident mm-hmm. in that.
0: So there's a complementary skill set there because yeah. we all know we're not meant to be everything. All right. So the pieces that you bring and then there were some some opportunities to fill yeah. the other side. And that's what God has brought
1: you in him. Yeah. And um, he, this is something that hooked me too, Was he took so much time to invest into my mom. Mm. Like very early on, he built a relationship with her without my prompting, Mm. like, and she's a big part of my life, you know? Mm -hmm. And so like, he took the time to get to know her, to get to know my friends, Mm -hmm. to like invest very relationally into that and like. That spoke volumes to me and like my mom loves him. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And he's gotten to know some of our staff here as he's as he's gotten involved and and made friends and they've gotten to see him Mm -hmm. and see him interact. And um so I think there's a lot of like my own discernment, yes, but also like the validation of others, the He's he's heavily involved at the chapel, and so meeting his friends and seeing his community like vouch for him and Mm -hmm. like speak so highly of him was also like very validating. And um, there's like no doubt in my mind that like he's just like an incredibly godly man. Well,
0: and I think as a parent um, and as a a Christ-following parent, you pray for your kids but you might also pray for their future spouses. Mm-hmm. So this, I mean, this um surely your mom has prayed for this man before you ever met him. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> I would imagine that your dad did as well, yeah, at times. Mm-hmm. And those prayers of your father, those prayers of your mother, I would imagine he has, f- you know faithful family members as well who have oh, prayed yeah. for him and for his future. And when you see something like this happen in a seventh month seven month period of time, mm-hmm. it's just evidence, I believe, that, you know, God has been, um, from the beginning to the end watching and, and knows you and knows what you need. So I think so. It's clear.
1: Yeah, I think I think I've been pretty open to asking people or like, what do you think? I know this is fast, or like, are there red flags or are there yellow flags or should we wait and and things like that and I think, I think we're here. Mm-hmm. I, I had a long conversation with Pastor Brad, multiple conversations with Pastor Brad with Jeff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just trying to, like they're kind of my spiritual fathers right now. that's true, yeah. right? Because they're the people I spend a lot of time with and um, I'm around because mm-hmm. we're in the office or whatever. And so we're doing premarital counseling with Brad and um, and so I, I trust them too mm-hmm. to like guide me and to, and to counsel me in this. Mm-hmm. And I think having people in your life, to, and you being open enough for them to like honestly speak mm-hmm. into that is like also a big part of this that makes me feel confident mm-hmm. that this is the right move yeah yeah
0: yeah you can find that confidence well while it might not be like you said part of your spirit um by nature you can look to your spiritual family and get that through them as well mm-hmm. all right so we're caught up we're here we're 30 days out from the wedding <laughs> what do you think is next for you guys then i mean you're at different <laughs> technically worshiping in different churches and plugged in there. So um, you're also, you said, the youngest female director of Grace Church. Like there is a lot before you, and I, I feel like this is a, a new springboard um, with this, this marriage that you're going to be launching into the world starting in 2023. What do you see? <laughs>
1: Yeah, you're we, just trying to get to the 29th. You're well, like, yeah, I'm a little not little looking bit. fast, <laughs> a little bit. But no, of course, mm-hmm. like couple, like we dream about our future and mm-hmm. talk about it, and like, what do we want? And um, it is a lot. It's like a weird dynamic. Um, I'll be honest, like that's something that I am, I don't know about nervous about, but just like I'm unsure of how that's going to play out. Like, how do I go from being a full time, like single person in ministry just running after it pulling it up just can, like I yeah, can do all the things run. I can do all the late night things I can go to all the things that maybe a married person mm-hmm. would have to say no to and that's been a transition even in our engagement and mm-hmm. our relationship um and so looking into being like okay like I love to be a mom someday mm-hmm. and um how do I do that mm-hmm. and still be in ministry? Mm-hmm. Like, that's a question I don't have the answers to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's something that we both want eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he's going to come to grace full okay. time. Um, Obviously, will still relationally be connected to some of the people that's been in his life,
0: right? The one city movements and all the things
1: that mm-hmm. Great that Akron is
0: Greater Akron is doing to keep our faith yeah. family connected. That's yeah. going to be really probably used mm-hmm. with the two of you.
1: Yeah, one of the thing that's been really cool is my circle of people is often church people, um, so it's actually almost difficult um, for me to like connect with non-believers because mm-hmm. I'm not naturally in their path that's true yeah um, and so that's something I have to like go out of my way to mm-hmm. do um, and being a part of David's life he is in the business world he's um, in, in the immigration world he's in the law world mm-hmm. right and so there's a lot of people in his life that like maybe aren't churched or not really churched or whatever. And so it's been really fun for me to like be introduced to them and mm-hmm. for them to see our relationship, for us to like invite them to church mm-hmm. too. And so like that's a really fun part of our future that I'm looking forward to um, is just like the ministry that we'll have together, just like with the people he naturally mm-hmm. is involved with, um, kids, definitely. Mm-hmm. Probably not right away. We wanna figure it out <laughs> how to be married
0: first. Yeah. There's but, there'll be a transition there. Yeah. But the Lord's plans are always bigger true <laughs> when it comes true. to if we children. had it our way, yeah. God's God's gonna
1: do whatever he wants to do, I guess. Oh,
0: he, you're gonna have triplets, I can feel it. Oh no. So,
1: some kind of a wild
0: like, oh wow, here we are. No. Whatever oh, it is. Man. It'll be it'll be what he called you to. Because that's what it seems like everything, like every step. I love I mean, even just thinking back to the very beginning of this conversation when you talked about being a young girl and knowing you were going to go into ministry. And as a and, uh, you know, middle-aged woman now, that would have never crossed my mind as a young girl. Mm. I don't think I ever – there was, like, the secretary named Mary and the minister at my church. And other than that, I saw nothing but, you know, the volunteer who helped with youth group or the organist, things like that. Like, I would never have thought, like, yeah, I could be called into ministry. Mm. So to hear that – and I think – that can give you confidence in everything that you do because that call has been there since you were young. And mm-hmm. it's continued to to prove itself in in the decisions and the pieces, you know, jumping from New Hampshire to Dayton and then back home. And then what does this look like with, in a life without dad? And mm-hmm. what should I do? And, and Daytona's calling my name. And all those steps along the way, um, just thinking the, you know, that confidence and that trust in God, um, It's it can be hard, in our nature, our human flesh, um, but then when we look back at all the ways that He's been so true,
1: yeah, it's funny. I was um, so I work with middle school and high school students, right, at the church. God bless you. That's that's my job. Yeah, is is that world, and specifically with music and tech and worship, and also just like discipleship and general things that happen in student ministry. Um, and so I have a lot of conversations with students, especially their like junior and senior year, that sound like I have no idea what I'm supposed to do with my life, mm-hmm. Where am I going? What is God calling me to? How do I figure that out? And just like had a conversation like that recently with a student and just kind of reminded and reflected on like my own life mm-hmm. of wow, like God has been I mean, you just recounted <laughs> my life in you know thirty seconds, <laughs> but like God has been so faithful in every season and every stage of my life to like lead me and direct me a certain way mm-hmm. um, even in the midst of grief even mm-hmm. in the midst of transition whatever that looks like and so I like pause and I'm like wait like I even a few weeks ago I was just like stressed about the future about finances about my life mm-hmm. about our marriage about blah, blah, blah name mm-hmm. it and um, like just had to pause and be like, what am I doing? Like God has like, he's got this. And like, he's, he's shown me over and over and over and over again Mm -hmm. that like, he's faithful to me and is going to lead me. And so like, I can just like rest in that confidence. Like I forget that sometimes. Mm -hmm. And when you take a minute to look back at God's faithfulness, I think that's where rest comes Mm -hmm. and that's where confidence comes. Peace. Peace in the Lord's plan for your life. And I don't know. That's just how that works for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's easy to forget sometimes mm-hmm. when you're overwhelmed. Yeah. Um, but when you look back at God's faithfulness that's the thing that like helps me to reset. Mm -hmm. I think I'm thinking of the song amazing grace and just
0: that, like I once was blind and now I see and thinking of your grief time, like you were blind, you were in a Mm -hmm. fog, you couldn't see a hand in front of your face, but his amazing grace is so sweet Mm -hmm. and it helps you come out of those moments and have the ability to see. Now, I've always thought of that song as like that one time when I was blind and now I can see (laughs) and I, you know, became a believer, but it it honestly, if we're being honest, happens over and over again that we're blinded again with fear, anxiety. You know, we're talking a lot about anxiety around the church these days and that's a trigger. It's something to listen to. And I love that you said, I've just paused and I remembered oh, but God is faithful and mm-hmm. it's all okay. And to pause in those moments and like, and, you know, we joked earlier, but actually get behind <laughs> me, Satan. That's yeah. I'm not going to hear you because yeah. there is, you know, evidence in my life that has shown yeah.
1: that God will be faithful even mm-hmm. when I can't see. Going back to that season of grief specifically, like when my dad died real quick, I just, I'll admit like I was really angry mm. for a while even like my anger was directed towards the lord for a little bit too mm-hmm. of like it actually wasn't about my dad dying it was about i have no idea what i'm supposed to do with my life in the, right now mm. i feel like you've been leading me to something you've educated i've gotten the education i've gotten the experience i've done all the things i'm like here yeah and then all of a sudden this thing happens in my life that just turns all of that upside down does that mean you want me to quit does mm. that mean i'm supposed to do something else I don't have a job lined up like what am i doing what Mm -hmm. are you doing you know and just like really frustrated with the lord during that season and i look back at that and i'm like i am so thankful i had that year in between Mm -hmm. to to grieve Mm -hmm. like god knew i needed to like heal he knew i needed to like take a breather Mm -hmm. to be with my mom and just to like process before I jumped into full-time ministry and a full and a master's degree, mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm so so grateful mm. for that season now. But yeah. in the moment, I was angry, blind,
0: <laughs> angry, just <laughs> f- surrounded by fire. From yeah. all you know, you were on the top of the mountain, yeah, like ready to crest it and mm-hmm. you know slide into your career, and and that would be pretty rattling. And I think about um, in Psalm 118 when uh, I love it says. When um, I felt hard pressed, mm. I cried out to the Lord, which is what I heard you just say. Mm-hmm. Like I was angry, and I even cried out some mean words, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wasn't always crying. I might have been yelling, <laughs> might <have> been screaming, <laughs> kicking a little bit. But I cried out to the Lord, and He brought me to a spacious place. Yeah. And when we think about that anxiety or those stressors and that grief, it can feel compressing and absolutely dark, mm. and like the walls are closing in. We said that before, like the fire all around. But he brings you to a spacious place, which is that pasture, that rest, that mm. that cool water, <laughs> right? So, yeah. um, I think I think that's really what he gave you in that time, and I'm I'm glad you're able to hear it and receive mm. it because sometimes it can we can put your muffs on a little bit too, mm. and in that pain, because that's that's what our flesh does, right? We don't know how to to process everything that's happening on this world. Yeah. We're not meant for it, so. I think that um, there will be some pretty precious times when you're reunited with your dad, and <laughs> hopefully that's a very long time from now. But mm. certainly, as he's um, with you in this season, I think um, you know you'll 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 understand him more and more every day as you get to have your own husband and have your own <laughs> children and all that stuff too. Yeah. So growing closer, even though he's apart.
1: Yep, for sure. Yeah, for sure. So. Yeah, I'm excited about Christmas and the wedding and my mm-hmm. my family coming in and can't wait.
0: Are you doing all fifteen or twenty seven or however many Christmas services right before your <laughs> wedding as well? Ah, uh, yes. You
1: really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was joking. You're not even
0: gonna be able to speak your <laughs> vows. Well, I just really appreciate you and thank you for your literal unending service to our church and for everything that you did as a single woman who had that ability to run with speed. Mm -hmm. Um, I always like to say, well, somebody said it to me first, but I I took it, um, you know, run towards Jesus and whoever's keeping up to you when you look to your left and to your right, marry that person. (laughs) So sounds like David has got a pretty good pace and I hope to get to meet him. And I'm 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 glad I can say now I know Zoe.
1: Yeah. This has been so fun. Thank you for for chatting with me. It's been yeah. fun to just get to know you through this process. And yeah. it's been good for for my heart just the past, what, 45 minutes yeah. to yeah. reflect on my life and, and, and thank the Lord for what he's done. So. I think that your story is going to serve a lot of people. I think more than we might
0: even think. So thanks for sharing it. Yeah. Thanks for being on Unscripted. Thank you.